Purchase a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming jazz game and receive unlimited hot dogs, soda, popcorn, nachos, and ice cream starting as low as $30 per ticket. Visit utahjazz.com or call 325-2999 to buy your Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat tickets now. Got a lot of people weighing in on the stuff we're talking about this morning, PK, and I know we get to it in the last segment, we will, but there is plenty here. Some juicy takes that could power a couple of segments, so we're going to get to them. (laughs) How good are the Utes now? How good is this team right now? Dale says, a good team. Not 14th ranked and undefeated in the pack like another team in the state, but still not bad. Well, we should cut up. Maybe we can do it for tomorrow. Uh, Nick Ford just said, I think we're uh, playing as well as anybody in the country. He did. Average homeboy says, they, they're good. They look like the second best team in the state good. Plenty of BYU fans enjoying this question. Well, yeah, if you're BYU, you should, man. They beat you a decade in a row there, and now you got them. And you're having your second uh, really good season in a row, and you're getting kids five-star cornerbacks from Colorado, Florida, I should say, as I run through another 48 more states before I get there. <laughs> West Virginia. And, and they're, Vermont. And they're there considering and BYU – Final five with Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State. (laughs) 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 What was that noise? Oh, man. It's inaudible. Un-understandable. And so, yeah, if I'm a Cougar, I'm I'm loving it. David says the real question is, how bad is Oregon? I don't think they're bad. You can't be bad if you're 8-1. And, and, you know, and they do have the Ohio State win. That's what's keeping the conference afloat. N- national perspective-wise, the only thing going for the conference is the Ohio State win. Other than that, that's it. you got a bunch of three, four, and five lost teams. You've, and this week, we've got Oregon State's defensive coordinator, Washington State's off, or, uh, Washington's offensive coordinator. So it's Washington's OC. Oregon State's D.C. getting fired in the season with a few yeah. games left. That just reeks of desperation. And then you've got the Washington State situation there with their COVID and the coaches. you got ASU, three coaches suspended. Their defensive coordinator uh, a couple weeks back, I don't know when he did it, but it was discovered he, moved, he removed all references to ASU from his Twitter account. And somebody noticed it, and it became news mm-hmm. there. And it was that he's uh, forbidden or prohibited from recruiting off campus. So you got you got drama at Washington, Washington State, Oregon State, Arizona State. USC fired their coach. <laughs> so that's five. And then for sixteen, you got Oregon, who just snapped a. 20 loss. Arizona. Excuse me, Arizona just lost 20 in a row. Snap that streak. Yeah. There's good news everywhere. The only thing going for the conference is they beat Ohio State. That's it. There's nothing else that's positive. From Now, Utah's saying, wait a second. Yeah, but they're not looking at you. You're not even ranked, which I think is ridiculous. Others but, receiving votes, both coaches. But you are 6-3. and three, Coaches and media. And I don't know how many people are paying as close attention as we are. They aren't. 
They absolutely aren't. Or not. Okay, that's but, not, probably not a good comparison. But are playing, paying close enough attention to realize this team is really good. They made they screwed up on the quarterback, but since then they've only had one loss. But even that loss looks bad. I mean, at the time, Oregon State looked like, hey, you're running the ball well. That's a good win. No, but then they're they go lose the friggin' Colorado. Yep. I know. I know. What a mess. Yeah. It's ridiculous. This conference is an absolute, I don't want to say joke. That's too far to go. Too strong. How it's about the, it's a mess? It's just mediocre. It doesn't take a lot of imagination to look at the next three weeks of games, and there's a scenario there where Oregon wins out and everybody else in the league has five losses. And if Oregon wins out, they that's beat the Utes a, but twice. That, but that's yeah. all that matters. If you get a team in the playoff, you get a team in the playoff, you get a team <laughs> in the playoff. I mean, that's all we've heard about for years. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? So if Utah beats Oregon here in a couple weeks, then you go into conference championship weekend already knowing that the ACC and the Pac-12 are out. Out! Which I think is going to happen. Somebody's going to get Oregon. I, well, I don't know somebody. I think it's Utah. Oh, I but Washington Utah State gets the first chance. And you thought Washington State was pretty good and you were lucky to get them without their quarterback. I think they're capable of winning. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. You're right. I did. I, we're both going to pick Oregon, but we're both going to watch the game. Because they're they capable big, of doing it. They got big, clip, big play capability. I like Delore. He's a Brett and, Favre kind of a right. player. And 28 or 30 points could yeah. beat Oregon. And then how about the Utes, man? They get three games. Against second-string quarterbacks. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Washington State. Yeah. And UC Los Angeles UCLA and, and now Stanford. Stanford. Yeah. And, and they would have won the Stanford game anyway. I they they, 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 they averaged I mean, they almost won all three. They they averaged yeah. almost ten yards a carry. Ooh, well, the Washington State game. They, well, I said could have. They yeah, could have. I don't. I think if Delora plays, they're in trouble there because they just fumbled oh, the ball too much. Oh, look at you! They fumbled the ball too much. Don't Man. be a homer. You believe it too? You're just trying to make fun of me. That's not true. They fumbled the ball a lot and barely won the game. They made clutch plays in the last five or six minutes to win that game. But I, I don't know that they would have won. And, and for good measure, I could throw in Borgie was out, too. He went out early in that game. <laughs> he did. So they got a completely, totally watered-down Washington State team. And they'll get Arizona, which is on its third-string quarterback. But Arizona and Stanford could have their first-string quarterback, and Utah wins going away anyway. And, and I don't know that they win going away against UCLA, but they win against UCLA. I don't know. Actually, I think that would be the toughest of the opponents. Oh, really? Even tougher than Wazoo? Yes. Because of the way the Wazoo game went. That's what I believe. Mm. But I have no way of proving it. Yeah. I, I would have said Washington State. I think the Bruins with DTR would have given them a, uh, a much more difficult game. But if I, I, to- I totally believe that. I just don't think that Well, I mean, much more difficult yeah. of all the opponents that they've played who had the quarterbacks out. But at the same time, I think the Utes... Are, each week are clearly getting better, and they got Washington State early. And I've said this many, many, I've said it a thousand times. And so this, is, is a lot the, of times it matters when, not who. The Utah, yes. The Utah offensive line, I think, has fixed its problems. I don't think they'll go backwards. The defensive line, I'm not sure about. Well, they're young. Yeah. Can they be pushed and around? They get can they be pushed around again? 
Because uh, Oregon runs the ball. They run it well. They got the quarterback. The, 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 the passing game is just there to hit on a couple of big plays. Yeah, but They're at the to, same time, Verdell is out, and he's an explosive running back. Now, that's no knock against Die because Die is a good explo- running back. Yeah, right. But uh, you want the both of them, and they don't have the both of them, so they're a little bit watered down themselves. And I believe that's the type of team Utah wants to play, probably anybody wants to play, is a team that doesn't have necessarily a big-time explosive offense capable of putting up 40 as soon as I say that, they're going to score forty. But I don't think that's the I don't think that's possible next uh, Saturday in twelve days that Oregon comes in here and puts up forty. So you know Utah is going to be in the game. There's just no doubt in my mind. I'd be shocked if they lost by ten or more points, unless there was some special teams or some defensive scores that uh, askew the final total. But that's how I see it. But this conference is just not good. The stench of Larry Scott is still there. <laughs> Larry doesn't have to wear all of this. <laughs> Why not? Because other people have made mistakes along yeah, the way. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. because If a team wins the first year, oh, he had so-and-so's players, blah, 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 and this and that, and then wait uh, three years. Or in the case of uh, Jed Fish at Arizona, well, he had Kevin Sumlin's players. What do you expect? <laughs> they sucked. Yeah. And then, through no fault of Fish's own, his top two quarterbacks go down with season-ending injuries. That derails the season quicker than anything. Losing your first two quarterbacks and you got to play a third one. Yeah, when you're down to your third-string quarterback, it's uh, the ice is pretty thin. Yeah. And Tucson, they don't even get ice. Draper U <laughs> tweets at us, How good are the Utes? Yet to be determined. Unstoppable against the Stanford team who didn't want to be there Friday. But we'll know more in two weeks. Well, they had to be there. That's where they lived. <laughs> where else were they going to be? You know what I mean? Out of town for the weekend. <laughs> well, you're in Palo up Alto. In, where are you going to go? Up in the city. No, you can go tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised they rolled over him that bad, even without McKee. Paul says the Utes are going to get destroyed by Oregon. Destroyed. Paul's a cougar, and he wants that to happen desperately. (laughs) Uh, But see, if I'm a cougar, which I am, I would take some sort of, I don't know if solace is the word, but some sort of pleasure in the fact that you go to the Rose Bowl in the season we beat you. How just crazy is that? We lose you all these years. And either in November in the regular season or December, the huge gag, when they're right on the cusp, the precipice of a childhood dream. November, December, right there, and they yeah. can't get her done. And they don't get it done. And then the one year you beat them, and beat them by their own acknowledgement, beat them up, that's right out of Kyle's mouth himself, they go to the Rose Bowl. Wouldn't there be some sort of pleasure? Now, I get if you're a BYU fan, you don't want them to go to the Rose Bowl. But that's out of your control. And if they should happen, I mean, they literally could go with a five-loss team and be the year that you administered one of the four teams that beat them because if they have five losses, that means Oregon's beating them twice because it would be the shocker of all shocks if they lost to Arizona or Colorado. <laughs> you go to their first Rose Bowl. Maybe win, there. win the Ro- Win the Rose Bowl. And BYU can always say they beat the Rose Bowl team. 
That would just keep the rivalry jet fuel burning. Yeah, I recall one year Ute fans saying that, was it Urban's uh, first year? Didn't didn't they, um, maybe it was when Mac was towards the end, they beat Oregon and Oregon won the Rose Bowl? Like, I, I have a vague memory of Ute fans talking oh, about that. Oh, that. that was uh, the 94 Ute team that won 10 games, beat Oregon. Oh, so Oregon, it was way and back and, when. Yeah, and Oregon went to the Rose Bowl, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were excited about that. Yeah, they. I think they went up there and won like the third game of the season or something like that. Uh, so, yeah. So that would be fun to say for sure. Yeah, you beat them and and they they went to the Rose Bowl and had fun. Devil fans said that a couple years ago. You beat Oregon, and Oregon went on and and went to the Rose Bowl and Herbert. I think they won that game, didn't they? Uh, when he was. Uh, the year, the year before he went to the pros. So that would be kind of crazy. You finally beat them, and then they turn around and get there. But I'm hoping, for the conference's sake, I'm hoping, I'm hoping they at least split with Oregon. Well, that would be a kick in the teeth to beat Oregon here and then lose to them in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After you finally you, you beat, you beat him, team. you got the over, over hand. You wrecked the Pac-12 to the playoff narrative. But then Oregon wins, gets the Rose Bowl, and now you lose the conference title game, so you're getting shuffled off to Alamo or wherever. I assume it would be the Alamo yeah, again for the second bowl game in second a row. Second time in three years. And you didn't go bowling last year, so yeah, it would be the second time in three years. You went down there, you got worked by Texas. Uh, I assume you would get, I don't know who you get, Baylor maybe, uh, if Oklahoma wins wins the conference, which we assume they're going to. Uh, so yeah. So the Alamo Bowl would be reduced to disappointment for both teams. <laughs> the disappointment bowl. That's what some of those bowls are turning into. Yeah. When you get the losers of the conference title games. First goal is to go to the playoffs, saying you go, well, win your conference title if you don't get picked in the beauty pageant, so be it. But the goal all year is to win the conference and you don't do it. How big a hangover are you left with? It seems to be getting bigger all the time because what happens is you don't even have the team anymore because the star players are not going to risk injury. And so anybody who's going to the NFL, they are out of there. So you think Cam Rising sits it out? (laughs) (laughs) I would expect Cam would play. Why? But at this point, I can't really rule it out. I can't guarantee anything. He's, you know that this is his third year. He's eligible for right? the draft. Yeah, he might need to play a few more games in college. I don't know if he has the Why? body of work. Oh, <laughs> get out! Sanchez at SC had barely he, played. He was a first round pick. Now he's a great announcer. Mm-hmm. That no would, one for the butt fumble. That, that would be my point. But, but the point was no. But he that is there, the point. But he got the there. The point and is, he if you're not good enough, title games. then you need to go as soon as possible. See if you can fool somebody. Yes, <laughs> get the money. Yes. Leinert goes after but his junior what, year. That's not what he guys gets think. picked way higher. Yeah, he oh. makes more money. He's one or two instead of ten. Yeah, he slipped without question. I I think he would have been one, but I, I can't remember, so I can't guarantee. It's that, all about but, the yeah. cash, man. Show that's, me the money. That's why you're making that decision but in the first place. Think of the NIL money he could make next year. Cam or anybody? Cam. Oh come on! It's not. It's not. No, nowhere close to an NFL salary. No, no. It's good money, but it's not close to an NFL salary. Yeah. And you're better off going now and get picked later because if you suck, well, nobody knows if you're good or not because you don't play. Get the Jordan Love, sit there for a year and a half waiting for a game. 
precisely, Josh Rosen goes to a crappy team and is gone. He he's out of the league. I'm shocked. He bounced from one team to another to a third, and then that's it. He was a yeah. He's he's the Jay Keeps of the NFL. Is he not? Three strikes and you're out. He goes to to Arizona with like the tenth or twelfth pick or something. They play him. He doesn't look good enough. They take Murray the next year. In fact, he sucks so bad, the Cardinals got the number one pick. The best thing that the Cardinals did with drafting Josh Rosen is taking him, having him suck, so then they get the number one pick the next year to draft Murray. (laughs) (laughs) So there's no Kyler Murray without a... Bad Josh Rosen. He bounced. Uh, he bounced more than I knew. Yeah, so I, Miami I and Arizona, Miami. I knew. Yeah. And San Francisco, but he was on the Bucks roster in the off season. They took a look at him. Never mind. And he is. He's not out of the league. He's in Atlanta now. Buried somewhere behind Matt Ryan. Is he on the roster? He's on the active roster. He's the backup. He's the backup. No. Matt, Matt Ryan plays all the time. Yeah, it says it says right. I'm looking at it here. They, they lost AJ McCarron to a torn ligament in his knee for the year, and they signed. And AJ McCarron's girlfriend, they lost too. Brett Musburger. Yep. <laughs> you love to bring that up. Yeah. All right, DJ PK Blake Anderson, Utah State football coach, is going to join us next. Stay with us. This is Hanson Scotty. Let's do it. Brian Fisher with Athlon Sports. It really is there for the Utes taking. You know, win or lose in that Pac-12 title game. I mean, we've seen the committee in past years assuming that you know Utah runs the table the rest of the way. You know, is that South representative? You know, frankly, it's it's really kind of a dream scenario for Utah. You know, in terms of being able to either go to the Rose Bowl and be assured of you know a spot at the granddaddy of them all if they end up winning the Pac-12 title, or likely you know be assured of of a spot there if they lose. Utah fans, you know, they might be concerned about potential scenarios, but. I think they're, they're so unlikely at this point that as long as they take care of business, that they will be fine when it comes to uh, making their way to Pasadena at the end of this year. What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. It's time to welcome in Utah State football coach Blake Anderson. Coach, good morning. Good morning. So, coach, a tale of two halves. Is that just Newt Rockney and halftime in there? You just you break out your best stuff. <laughs> well, I, I let them know I wasn't happy. Um, honestly, really, just guys, we got to wake up. I, I was worried about it all week going in. I've been there uh, a bunch and, through my career and and knew what to expect and tried to explain it to our guys as best I could. One in seventeen. Really tough place to get to, and you got to travel through and uh, El Paso to get there. You're on the bus; it's in the middle of nowhere. You get there, and it's empty, and it was super hot. We've been practicing at about 45, 50 degrees every day. It was 80 on Saturday, and it just basically everything you want to give us a chance to come out and play sloppy, which is exactly what we did early. Uh, and, and then they responded in a huge way. Third quarter. I mean, three and outs and, and, and straight, you know, straight drives down to the, to the end zone and scoring touchdowns and not settling for field goals. We responded, but, man, it was frustrating to start. If you want to go positive, is there something to be said that, well, you tried, but at the same time you can't BS these kids so you can straight talk them because they got enough street snorts to know that you're playing a 1-7 team. 
And we probably don't need to have our A-plus effort. I know that's not what you want, but if you step back and think, well, at least they know what's real, and maybe that could help you interact with them. I'm trying to reach for something positive here, Coach. <laughs> you know, I don't, think you, I don't think you can make every team to be out, you know, the best team on your schedule. I think they're smart enough. There's too much information out there. You watch the tape. You see it. You see the record. Um like opponents that we've played and how they've responded to those like opponents. But it's just too much information. If I come in there and try to make every team to be out to be the best team in the country, I'm going to lose credibility. So I was very honest with them about what to expect. Uh, we're the better team going in physically. It shows on the tape. It shows on the record. But it is our responsibility to go there and play to our standard, not to the opponent. And it's not that we went and played without good effort. We just didn't play good ball. We We made some – Really silly mistakes early. It was sloppy, and I think it took us a little while to to get used to just how hot it really was. It was it was ridiculously hot compared to what we've been in here recently, and um, we just didn't respond real real well. But but as the second quarter later in the second quarter, you started to see it turn. In the third and fourth quarter, played played lights out the way we could have and should have played the whole game and. You know, there's a responsibility. I told him there's a responsibility for me telling you the truth that you know what we're up against, and you got to go play our best ball because we need to get better this week. Uh, there's a lot riding on the, the the last three weeks of this season, and we need to improve. And um, didn't do it early, but definitely did some things down the stretch of the game that was was good to see. So you do have a lot at stake here the last three weeks. Uh, the division title is out there. If you win out, it's yours. You don't need any help. You just got to go win and go do it. And the San Jose team, uh, you're in the spot you're in, not the spot they're in, because you've won some close games right at the end at Washington State and Air Force, the UNLV game later. Uh, you, you could easily be sitting on four or five wins. They're five and five. Do you think the guys will look at the record, the scores, and the video and, and get a different message as they prep for the Spartans? Well, I, I think they have a, a healthy respect for this crew, and they know that they, they got the quarterback back. You know, they were able to watch the second half of that game against Nevada the other night and see it. We got back in time to watch the whole second half. Already, already hear a bunch of guys just in the building. Uh, they they know what we're up against. Uh, we'll go in as an underdog, I'm sure. Now they got their quarterback back. They've got a great defensive front. They won the league a year ago. Every reason that I would expect to go in there. Uh, with them favored to win on a late late Saturday night game and and kind of everything stacked against it, so I I, I think um, completely different environment than what we just what we just came out of. That they know how good this team is and that the record's a little bit deceiving because they played through some big injuries and, and and did not have their quarterback until this past week, and that changes a lot for them because he is a phenomenal player. Yeah, he certainly is. No question about that. You got Tyler back in there after having some injury issues. He didn't have a lot of carries. I think he what at seven or eight or something like that. Uh, what do you expect as far as his health going forward? You know, he's fine. Uh, he he cramped up to be honest. The other day, he didn't pull anything. Nothing that'll keep him out. Just uh, again, has not gotten a lot of reps. Didn't hydrate really really well going in. I think the heat got everybody by surprise. It was it was much hotter than and anticipated. I think. Um, you know, it's one thing to look at it, what you see it says it's going to be on paper, another thing to go feel it, and, and then to uh, to go out and just kind of have your body respond. But he's fine. I, I thought what snaps he got were really, really effective. Uh, he'd love to have one drop that he that he missed uh, back, but 
but he ran the ball really, really well. His legs look fresh. We just got to get him ready to go on Saturday night, and we'll need him to do so because we've got to keep them off balance, and we've got to be able to uh, to run the ball and, and stay ahead of the chains against this front because they can rush the passer as good as anybody we've seen this year. Cannot be off schedule against San Jose. Utah State football coach Blake Anderson joining us. Do you think at this point in the season you've seen everything that people can throw at Devin Tompkins and everyone knows what the deal is now, regardless of what a defense tries to do to stop him? Well, the best thing we're doing is moving him around all over the field. So it makes it really difficult to to try to you know double him and bracket him. You just don't know where he's going to be next. He's clearly super super skilled and, and, and loves to compete for the ball and play it play it above the rim. I think also the fact that a lot of other guys are making huge catches. You're getting that out of Derek Wright, you're getting it out of Brandon Bowling. We got two huge catches out of Kyle Van Leeuwen and, and McGriff. So it's not like he is the only guy catching the ball. Obviously his numbers are through the roof and he's gonna he's gonna try to give you everything he's got every week, but I think the ability to move him around and to not know where he's going to be next and the fact that everybody else uh, can step up and make plays if you really commit all your time and energy to, to Tompkins, you're giving up other things. Uh, you know, I, I believe it allows us to keep him as involved as, as we have. And uh, I was surprised at how they played him this week. I don't know that they just felt like they didn't have any other options. But uh, but really put him in a lot of one on ones and clearly when you do that he's he's gonna he's gonna hurt you. Twenty years ago, exactly this season, I was a beat writer for the Salt Lake Tribune, and my assignment that year was Utah State. And they had a kid named Kevin Curtis. I'm sure you've heard of him. And he yep. was he was a smaller guy, but he played in the NFL. Now uh, Tompkins is small, even smaller than uh, Curtis. But man, the numbers he's putting up. Uh, even though the size I don't think is obviously going to work in his favor, is he viewed as an NFL guy? Yeah, I think he's got a future at the next level in the right system, at the right place. I think the more we expand his special teams role, which we'll continue to do, um, you know, he, he's, he's so versatile in terms of what he can, uh, he can handle football IQ-wise. So he can be anywhere on the field. Not everybody's going to, you know, not every program up there is going to look for a small guy or take a small guy, but there are a lot of Guys his size or around his size that are on roster still in, in finding value in the NFL. So it's going to take the right place. He's going to need to stay healthy. Uh, you know, he's got another year under his belt next year, and we can just continue to expand and work on his role. Uh, I think there's a ton of things that, that he can do at the next level if, if he just continues to show consistency. He's done a great job of, of opening everybody's eyes at that level. They are, they are really excited about what he's doing. You know, obviously he's got to overcome the size, but there are there are some guys up there playing that are around the, the same size as Devin, and, and I think that plays into his favor. Were you surprised by how thoroughly Boise State beat Fresno State in Fresno? I was. Now you know you turn the ball over like Fresno did, and, and it happens to anybody. We we uh, you know we we we've, we've been victim of that before, and, and when you look at some some key. Uh, upsets, I guess, but I don't know that you consider that an upset. I mean, playing on the road, obviously, you would anticipate Fresno to uh, to play better uh, at home than they did. And um, the quarterback has had such a good year and protected the ball. Uh, was surprising to me that they turned the ball over and that the game got away that late. I, I was expecting it to be a one possession type game, but I knew that Boise was more than good enough to win it, and, and they they did just that. So uh, 
in that sense, not a huge surprise, but the way they won it, uh, I didn't expect. Last couple of games have been off the radar as far as the regular television opportunities. Now you're back on, uh, as you already spoke about that. Uh, how important is that for recruiting? It's huge. Anytime you can put the brand out there and the logo that is going to get seen by a lot of folks, it just helps us continue to build the recruiting footprint. Uh, we, if we play well, which we have in those environments all year, I think uh, more and more you know, t- televisions are turned our way, and heck, it doesn't have to be TVs anymore. You can watch it on your phone and everything else. So uh, it'll be one of the last games on. There'll be a lot of people asleep probably on the East Coast, but hopefully in the central part of the United States and West Coast, uh, a lot of eyes on the game. It means a lot to both teams. They're in a they're in a playoff scenario. Do or die. Can't afford to lose one. We need to we need to make sure and take care of our business so so we don't need help uh, to get into the game. So there's a lot riding on it. Should be a great game. Two good football teams. Well, it looks like a big old construction zone because it is a big old construction zone. So keep everybody focused between the sidelines and the goal lines and don't worry about all the bizarreness around you there. It'll be an intriguing game. We're looking forward to it, Coach. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for joining us. There's the head coach, Blake Anderson. He's taking Utah State out to San Jose State. they got three games left. If they win them, they're in the Mountain West Conference title game. Get her done. And they'll be heavy favorites against the Lobos, so it's the two games you're really thinking about because we're assuming that they'll handle handle New Mexico in the season finale. I think they'll be Wyoming, too. Yeah. Two last-place teams. This is easily the toughest of the three games on paper. And to his point, you get on the wrong side of the turnover thing, anything can become a game. Well, that quarterback, what's his name, Starkle? I mean, he's he's good. He's good. He saw that last season. When he's right. This is his third program. What was it? Arkansas? What was the other program? Texas A&M. A&M, that's right. Yeah. So those are names that jump out at you. And they had their big season last year, and and he's been injured, but he's back. And so I I view this game as a toss-up. I have no idea what the line is, but I view it as a toss-up. He knew, and he was right. Spartans are favored. Four and a half. Okay. I still view it as a toss-up. Well, four and a half, that's still a one-play game. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Lee's Heating and Air, home to the award-winning line of American Standard Furnaces and Air Conditioners. Call Lee's now for the $59 furnace tune-up. They got a special $59 furnace tune-up special, or you can visit them online at leesheatac.com. Your feedback, next. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. PK, we are really getting stuck sick and tired of you being off your medications. Yeah, BYU's having a great year, but you know what? Give it a rest, will you? Please? <laughs> Give it a rest, will no! you? No! <laughs> I've waited my whole life for this year. I'm not. running my cougar flag right up the flag pole. <laughs> in fact, in my house, my cougar flag is an ultra- Big flag. Well enunciated. <laughs> Retail places that get the ultra big flag to what? call it the ultra big flag. That's an edited version. <laughs> because we cannot rerun what I said one time by accident. Oops. Although I think that means cigarette in other parts of the country. It does. Our, our world, 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 world. 
which is it's funny how one word can mean something here, yep. but not even come close to meaning something. Oh, there yeah. There's a word that we use here all the time that if you use in Australia, we'll stop all the conversation in the room and cause everyone to stare at you very uncomfortably. And what is that word? Root. Oh, root. It means, uh, you know. <clears throat> Down there, it's an honor code violation. Where? Down there. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Down there. Down there. Down uh, Melbourne Way. Down Sydney Way. Yeah, if you say that to Joe Ingalls, he'd be like, yeah, don't be saying well, that. Well, that's why saying you that, planted, huh? when you went to Australia for the Olympics, you planted your roots down there, didn't you? The what, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Time for your feedback. <laughs> Fit38 tweets at us, I don't know what happened at Oregon State, but I think the Utes are going to win the conference. Okay. Reasonable. Off the question of the morning, Utah obliterates Stanford. How good is this team now? Oregon State's just one of those head scratchers. Scratch the head, then dismiss it and move on. Head scratcher. <laughs> well, Stanford beats Oregon. Head scratcher. Move on. Oregon beats Ohio State. Head scratcher. Move on. Although, doesn't it kind of fit that Ohio State's played a lot of close games this year and one got away from them? And you say the same thing yeah, about Oregon Stanford. Yeah, but not without uh, uh, what's-his-face, uh, the big defensive end, Thibodeau. That was a surprise. That, that's just true. Missing him is a, that's a game. It's, you would think it's a game changer. Yeah. And yet they won anyway. So this is a mystery, PK. Let's fill in the mystery, shall we? Caden says, Caden tweets at uh, the Laughing CPA, no worries, BYU will lose to USC guaranteed. So I click on it to see the earlier parts, the earlier thread in the conversation here. And it doesn't exist. So I don't know what got said. No worries. BYU will lose to USC guaranteed. Everything else has been blown out. Can't read it. Right now it doesn't look like they'll lose to USC, but I can't guarantee that. Cougar fans going to go down there and take over that place? I remember the uh, Niners and the Rams played there while the Rams, had when they had moved, but they were waiting for SoFi Stadium to be finished. And the Niners, it looked like they turned out like 40,000 fans for the game. It was, all, it was all red. Will it be all blue now yeah. that the building's all red? Yeah, I don't Cougar think it'll fans. be all blue. What would be interesting is that the Trojans might very well be fighting for bowl eligibility. And do they want bowl eligibility? Well, last year, everybody got to uh, say no to bowls if they wanted. I suppose they could still do that. Yeah, that'd be real interesting because coaches, they, you'd think they'd want more time to uh, round up jobs, get a jump on the job uh, hunting season. Uh, you know, when does SC hire a coach? USC fell to four and five right. at Cal. Now it could be five and five, but they could lose to UCLA, be five and six. That wouldn't be outrageous if they beat Cal, lost UCLA, and were right there on the bubble when they played BYU. Well, I think that, you know, if they, obviously the rivalry game, you're always going to have juice. It doesn't really matter what the records are uh, as far as you want to win that game. There's no question about that. But if they lose that game, and if I assume they beat Cal, so I'm with you. If they need to beat BYU for bowl eligibility, that could really stink. They, they may not want bowl eligibility if they don't win the rivalry game. Because your rivalry game, you're going to put a lot of emotion and energy into it anyway because it's a rivalry game. And then you got to go again the next week. Uh, and it's not like you use that game for a tune-up for the Pac-12 title game because you're not going to have that. So that seems like uh, potential of, man, who gives a crap? 
which says BYU goes to 10 and 2. At the same time, if you're Slovis, you know, if you don't want to transfer to another school because it looks like Dart is going to take over, uh, that you need to show well for the NFL. Uh, or if they already made the change, then Dart would have all sorts of ammo because he's just barely getting started and he wants to play because he's looking at his future. Unless, of course, he obviously sees that SC isn't going anywhere and transfers to BYU and comes to his senses. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> they recruited him. I can tell you that. I know they recruited him. I know they talked to him. I know they talked to him a lot. There's no doubt about it. This is absolutely, yeah. And I don't know about Jaron Hall. I mean, they love Jaron Hall. BYU thinks Jaron Hall is an NFL kid. How many years is he in the program now? 40. <laughs> he's four years in. Yeah. I mean, he could go. He could go if he's an NFL kid. If he gets the feedback from a couple of teams. Plus, he's getting later. He's getting older, too. Yeah. I mean, he's got, what, he's got four kids? He's got one. <laughs> he's not Daniel Coates over who had, like, three by the time he left BYU. So... Uh, we'll have to see how all that develops. And we've got a couple weeks before we get to that point, but that, that game will have some intrigue. And certainly for the Cougars, obviously you want to go 5-0 and against the conference. Man, how sweet would that be? Yeah, remember when uh, Yogi was talking about, well, <laughs> you don't want to well, go 3-2. Uh, they won't go 3-2. and two. You're like, oh, don't worry, Yogi, they're not going 3-2. and two. Well, he said, he said they can't go 3-2. and two. And they did. Worse. Well, they, it's already worse. On the way to 5-0. and oh. Yeah. So yeah. That'll, that'll be a fun end-of-season game for the Cougars. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Jake and Ben coming up next. Stay with us right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Ben with a guest host. Jake will be back tomorrow. Stay with us.